coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, how keto and fasting can improve your thyroid health with Dr. Rebecca Warren. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. Today's episode is an important one because it is very common to ask the question or to be concerned, can you do keto and fasting with a thyroid condition, whether it is hyperthyroid, which is an overactive thyroid, or hypothyroidism, which is an underactive thyroid? Well, I brought the leading authority in the world of thyroid health, Dr. Rebecca Warren. And in this short episode, she's going to explain how to do it the right way. And when I say how to do it, I mean keto and fasting the right way versus the wrong way and how a lot of studies out there are flawed. We're also going to get into the importance of keto flexing, which is the principle behind my brand new book, Keto Flex, because you're going to learn how keto flexing could help convert inactive thyroid T4 to active thyroid T3. So if you want to get my book, KetoFlex book, go to KetoFlexbook.com. It has been endorsed by Dr. Daniel Pampa, who wrote the foreword, Dr. Jason Fung, Megan Ramos, Thomas DeLauer, Cynthia Thurlow, and other incredible leaders in the keto and fasting space. So if you haven't gotten my book yet, KetoFlexbook.com. Okay, let's dive right into this conversation with Dr. Rebecca Warren. How can we use keto and fasting to actually support the thyroid? Because a lot of people say, oh, you've got a thyroid issue. There's no way you can do keto or fasting. What would you say to that? Absolutely. So I'm going to talk about how it can be really, really helpful and when it's no longer helpful, right? So the reason why, you know, so we talked about how free T3 is in regards to energy production. So what we know is that when we become a very high carb burner, we become very inefficient at producing energy. And I'm not talking about, we're obviously not talking about broccoli and spinach here, but we've been exposed to so much sugar content, so much processed foods. Between that and gaining weight, we have to produce more free T3 to keep keep up with this inefficiency. So when we look at studies of individuals that have gone into low carb, we can see that free T3 goes down. And if you go online, there's some people that say, well, see, because you get into ketosis, you produce less thyroid hormone, that's not a good thing. But the studies aren't saying why, the studies are saying what is happening, which means when you go into ketosis, you have low free T3. It's not saying why it's happening. But what we do know is that in studies where individuals are losing weight, where their heart markers, their blood sugar markers are going down, so does their free T3. And why is that? 
when you are when you're in ketosis and when you're producing ketone bodies you have different energy substrates you have ketone bodies that you're using for fuel when you get into ketosis and you're fat adapted you become more efficient in your energy production and on top of that you start losing weight there's less need for free t3 also if you're eating less carbs if you go from all this high carbs to less carbs, you also don't need free T3 to process those carbs. So what ends up happening, uh, why I love it, love it, and just so you guys know, I've been doing this for 12 years. I have coached uh, thousands of women in the last eight years through ketosis and all of that. Listen, what happens is you start to feel better and you start to lose weight, even if that free T3 starts to come down. You're conserving energy. And I love it because it gives your thyroid a break of having to produce all this thyroid hormone to keep up with this lifestyle that isn't very efficient. Now, the same things that make ketosis really good can cause an issue if you don't have, like Ben teaches, flex stays. So when you have less free T3, your body gets into the state where you don't need that free T3 production. But when you start going too long, when and Ben has a lot of resources on this, right? When you start going too long, now you have this decreased insulin. Now you need insulin to convert free T4 to free T3. But also what ends up happening is your body gets it stuck into the state of producing low free T3 so that when you reintroduce carbs at some point, because it naturally happens, um, what ends up happening is your free T3 can't keep up with it. So instead of waiting too long where your insulin is low, where you're not adequately you know, um, producing and converting enough free T3, you have to strategically introduce flex days increase those carbs so you have this insulin release so you can produce more free t3 and let your body know that everything's okay that everything's good because remember what i said when i talked about labs hypothalamus controls what it's in your brain the pituitary which is in your brain stem when you go we know when there's a hormetic curve ketosis is this good stressor until it gets to the point where it's not and when it gets to that point where it's not, your hypothalamus, you don't even have to think about it, senses that and will go into what? Survival mode. And when you go into survival mode in a chronic state, it has the opposite effect of the good things that can happen. So how do you know it's time? When you get in ketosis, when you become fat adapted, you see all these amazing changes. And when you stall out, when you're seeing those changes stop, when you're seeing, especially for women, those hormone changes, it's time to add in those flex days. Amazing to conserve energy, but too long, you know, you're not having enough free T3 production. And that's why flex days are so important for the thyroid. Oh, what a great breakdown. And yeah, flex days for the win. And you got to know how to use it the right way. So amazing breakdown. It's kind of like that Goldilocks effects effect where a little is pretty good. Too much is a bad thing, mm -hmm. that hormetic mm -hmm. curve. So you got to find the right balance. It's going to be different for every single person, but pay attention to your body. Pay attention to what's going on. Are your benefits starting to go away? Are you actually starting to experience symptoms? It might be time to have a flex day. It might be time to do less fasting. Speaking of fasting, Rebecca, but I'd love for you to relate to what fasting can do to reduce inflammation in the body and actually support the thyroid. Absolutely. So going back to this idea that we're eating too much 
too often. So I'm going to talk about intermittent fasting and then I'm going to talk about block fasting. I'm just going to throw that in there because I think it's really cool. But um, intermittent fasting, we're eating too much too often, especially sugar and carbs, and we're having this insulin response. When you are restricted in your time eating window, you decrease inflammation, you decrease insulin, especially if you're doing it coupled with ketosis. And so one amazing thing I see with intermittent fasting is doing it every day, but diversifying how you do it, whether it's 16 hours, remember that home eat occurred, 16 hours, 15 hours, 14 hours, and it will increase your cell receptor sensitivity. What I find is that when you give your body that break, you're able to get your circadian rhythm reset through intermittent fasting, which means you're able to rest at night, you're able to heal at night, you wake up, you feel more energized, and it increases that cell receptor sensitivity. So intermittent fasting is a powerful tool to add together with ketosis. Um, but doing block fasting, of course, um, training your body to be able to go into fasting. I just wanna give this disclaimer um, so everyone can know, is that one really common thing I see is that if someone's doing like a longer fast, like a three-day fast or a five-day water fast, a common issue that happens with people that have thyroid issues is that they get on thyroid medication and over time they have to increase the thyroid dose. And what I find is that for a lot of people, the dose they're on isn't really the dose they should be on, but they have to be on it because either they have gut, -ish, gut things that are not allowing them to absorb the medication or their cell receptors are blunted. So you have to take more and more and more just to get by. When you get into fasting, and especially these longer fasts, the cell receptor sensitivity changes, your gut microbiome changes, and you start to lose weight. So usually around day three, I've had people come back and say, oh my gosh, I'm feeling like my heart's racing, or I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling off. What does that mean? It means that now they're binding up the hormones that they are taking. They're also dumping out all this high reverse T3 and their body's becoming more efficient. So what ends up happening is you need less and less thyroid medication. You're more efficient with what you're putting inside your body. So I love utilizing fasting. And I had a doctor, um, I worked together with this uh, uh, general practitioner here and I, I referred someone out to him and he, he was just like, you're telling me that the only reason you need less thyroid medication is because you're fasting. All you did was drink water and now you need less. And she was like, yeah, that's what that's what happened. So it can be a very powerful tool. I hope that made a lot of sense to you. Maybe you want to share this with somebody you know who has a thyroid condition. This can make a big difference for them. So shoot them a text right now. Just copy the link, paste it in a text message, post it on your social media. Be sure to go check out Dr. Rebecca Warren on her website, which is doctorswarren.com, drswarren.com. We'll drop a link in the podcast notes down below. I also brought Dr. Rebecca Warren on the Keto Camp podcast a couple months ago for a full-length interview, 60 minutes in length, where we really dived deep into keto fasting, her backstory, and so much more. That's episode 254. So if you want to take this short episode to a deeper conversation, that could be found on episode 254 of the Keto Camp podcast. I will also drop a link for that in the podcast notes down below. If you want to learn more about keto flexing, head to ketoflexbook.com. Please leave the Keto Camp podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcast. Go follow me on Instagram at the Benazadi. Have yourself an incredible rest of your day. 
I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.